0: I, we're not doing a regular episode this week. Uh, what we thought we'd do instead is Kathy is going to have a chat with Rosemary McCabe about And Just Like That Season 2.
1: Um, so, this is exactly the kind of thing that we do over on our Patreon page. We cover TV shows and uh, retro movies. So, you can head over there to patreon.com
0: forward slash The to hear our recent reviews of Hijack uh, or uh, Persepolis, which we're just about to watch for the very first time. Give
1: us a we are all blissfully unaware when our lives are about to change. Do you? Yes, I will. And just like that, I realize you never know what tomorrow will bring.
0: Hi, this is Kathy and this is The Cinema, the podcast where my husband and I record our walk home from the movies. But today we're not going to the movies and my husband is not here. I am here to talk about a very pressing matter, which is, uh, and just like that, finished this week. And I have a very special guest on to talk about it all the way from America. Her name is Rosemary McCabe. She's the best-selling author of This Is Not About You, a memoir, memoir. And she is also the host of the podcast Meet Cute. Hi, Rosemary. Hi, Cathy. How are you? Nice to see you. You too. Um, So today we're here for Serious Business. Um, and just like that, season two has ended. Rosemary and I have both been watching it. I've been talking about it a lot over on our Patreon and Rosemary and I have been messaging about it. Um, and why Rosemary is such a perfect guest is because she actually, much like Ms. Carrie Bradshaw, minds personal dating experiences for writing both columns and memoirs. Uh, so it's quite something. Now you don't have, uh, fortunately, similar personalities in that you're not like loathsome and annoying like Carrie is.
1: <laughs> but... We do both have curly hair. That I am the Carrie true. Bradshaw of Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I'm <laughs> not ashamed to say it.
0: Uh, and there's a lot to talk about, so I think we need to dive in. First of all, I'm going to say full spoilers. This is a different episode than we normally have in the cinema, uh, where we kind of talk a bit and then go into spoilers. We're going full spoilers. It's normally the sort of episode we'd have on our Patreon, but I'm releasing it on the main feed because it's and just like that, and it's a big deal for us. Um, so we're going to talk about potentially seasons one to six in the city, uh, Sex and the City, Uh, the first movie second movie and in my case I also did watch all of the Carrie diaries (laughs) I don't think oh so did I so did I (laughs) um so full spoilers ahead um and I there's so much to talk about that I've tried to make notes about what we should be covering and it's almost impossible really uh first of all I just
1: say before we start though go I don't think it's actually accurate to say spoilers because the plot of this show is truly not the point (laughs) And if it was the point, the show would be an abject failure. Like the point is the clothes, the friendships, the kind of personalities, but plot like the plot has been, I would say, thin on the ground. Mm -hmm. You know, you're really following it to go like there's been stupid things happening Mm -hmm. and then like a lot of things happening that they don't really tie up and a lot of stupid, unrealistic things happening. But you don't even care because you're watching it for the like the nostalgia and the friendships and the to see their evolving relationships and to see the moments where Carrie proves herself yet again to be the world's biggest dickhead.
0: (laughs) And what did you think about before we get into season two what were your thoughts
1: on season one? (sighs) I thought season one was poor but I also thought they were trying to do a lot and they had a lot to do with season one. So I totally understood how they were going. You know what? We can't bring back this show as it was because it was so white and it was so out of touch. So they brought it back going, you know, we're going to introduce Shay, We're going to introduce Naya, We're going to introduce Lisa Todd Wexley as these, all these different kind of characters of color and Seema actually, who's absolutely my favorite of, of the new characters. Mm -hmm. Same, But I felt like, I, I love her so much, but I felt like in season one, They just—they were so busy trying to introduce these characters and trying to give these characters storylines of their own because that was a big Mm -hmm. thing with Sex and City Movie 1, wasn't it? That like Jennifer Hudson was quite literally Carrie's assistant and they were like, this Mm -hmm. isn't good enough if you're trying to kind of make it more diverse. So they had to give these characters lives and I think that a lot of season one was dedicated to that when that wasn't what we really cared about but I I saw why they were doing it. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think for me, one of the reasons, I agree with all that and one of the reasons season one didn't work for me was when you kind of take it back to the core of what Sex and City was for me it was always like really interesting situations that the characters would find themselves in and then how they would navigate them and discuss them with their friends and I always mm-hmm. in particular enjoyed the dating stuff and the sex Same, stuff. yeah and season one was like basically a season of grief and it was a bit sad and also yeah it was just they're just they were all so wealthy that I couldn't not that I ever you know, related to to Sex and City as such, but they're just, it's ridiculous watching, you know, Carrie search for like million dollar apartments and swan around crying in them. It it was just dull actually. And then there was just way too many characters. And to speak about season two, I wrote out a list of all the main characters because this is absurd in a 10 series show. So we've got Carrie, Miranda, Charlotte, Harry, Shay, Lisa Todd, Wexley, Seema, Dr. Naya Wallace, Lily, Brady, Steve, Anthony, and then the spectre of big looming over the whole thing. And then we've Aiden. Now that's a lot, right? That is a lot and of And in characters. terms of, the, and it used to be four main and then everyone would be peripheral. But now we've uh-huh, got eight, uh-huh. eight, seven or eight main characters. Well, obviously Samantha's gone and her spectre looms over it as well. But the main characters are Carrie, Miranda, Charlotte, Che, Lisa, Seema and Naya. That's seven core characters in a show. I mean,
1: I would also like to point out Lisa Todd Wexley's horny husband is also a character like he gets far Ooh. too much storyline for somebody about who nobody him. cares about
0: yeah forgot about him that's just so it's just overstuffed with characters so that's yeah. definitely a massive problem with it there's no core like the core of sex in the city was always a very tightly structured show a little bit like friends would have been where you've got your x amount of main characters mm-hmm. you've got your mm-hmm. a plot your b plot your c plot they all come together at the end They were like master classes and skip driving yeah. yeah and i i read a really good um criticism in IndieWire of the season where they said the show's just so busy looking forward and looking backward at the same time that it's not actually a show in and of itself it's just like trying to do everything all at once um but I think I want to talk about
1: yeah that makes this sense. season
0: though I I do think this season is better than the last season I have enjoyed it more because I felt at least there's actual situations happening and it's like back to being a situation comedy which sounds really basic but that has happened um and there's like actual data yeah in no 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 one,
1: yeah 100% and even from episode one they really set the tone for this show is about sex do, do you remember the mm-hmm. opening and I mean like I was slightly was horrified awful. I was like I don't know if I'm getting older and more prudish I don't think I am <laughs> really but I was just like oh this is too much and it was way I too actually much. love I love Miranda's bi-curious sex line Sorry, I love Miranda's bi-curious storyline or is she, you know, and like she doesn't really Mm -hmm. know. She's, you know, she's not sure what she defines herself as. So I like that for her, but I hate Mm -hmm. Che and I think Che has been a big problem throughout season one and season two. And when they broke up, sorry, I mean, that's a spoiler, I guess, in season two, I just was ready for them to be gone. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, why is Che still here? Why are we looking at the the in in an animal shelter? I mean,
0: yeah, that's like in in season the the people they used to date, like when Samantha dated Richard, Richard didn't remain in the show once Samantha and Richard broke up. But the thing with Che is, because they were introduced as Carrie's podcast co-host and a friend okay. of Carrie's, I think that's why the show was keeping Che in. And they and I, and I actually like Che more now, actually, as season two went on. But again it's just there's too much going on like even when Miranda's like to carry why are you inviting Jay to your dinner party I was like good question Miranda like I don't think I'd like my best mate to be inviting all my exes
1: <laughs> to everywhere I yeah. go. Excellent question and also we just forgot the other character who keeps coming back is the other podcast co-host whose name I can't remember but he was at yes. the final dinner as well and so he's girlfriend. kind of a, a recurring his his his, his girlfriend's smoke
0: yeah, um, and th- yeah, this is so much going on. So when we get into the Carrie of it, right, this is just some of the stuff Carrie did this season. So she was a podcast host at the beginning of the season. that She then refused to read out a podcast advertising about some vagina related product, which didn't make sense to me, given how explicit her uh, column used to be. And then somehow the whole podcast network crashed. Now Rosemary and I both work in podcasting, semi-professionally. Um, I don't believe a podcast network would crash. Because one host would refuse to read an ad.
1: Oh, no. I think it could crash because of, like, bad investments. And then they Mm -hmm. could go, you know what? We're blaming that one person for not taking that $5,000 ad because that could have saved us this week. But, like, Mm -hmm. it obviously was going to crash anyway. But I just, the whole thing, I mean, I don't know why. They clearly didn't have anyone in the writer's room who actually does podcasts Mm -hmm. for a living. Because, A... If your podcast network crashed, you would just keep doing your podcast and you Mm -hmm. would try and like hustle and get different sponsors and advertisers yourself. So that's something most freelance podcasters have done. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if if my network ACAST, I mean it's not gonna happen, but like if if they collapsed, we wouldn't just be like, oh well, bye bye podcast. And the bit where they downloaded, was it final cut? Or they downloaded some program to write the script for the ad. I'm like, you write that on the notes app on your phone, and then you just hold your phone in front of you and you read it out like that's not you don't need to write a script for that maybe yeah, my professionalism like... is showing
0: <laughs> but I think and and I think to that point as well Carrie's a millionaire she's inherited millions from big so she doesn't even need the money so she would have continued to do it for free so I agree with all of that some of the other stuff Carrie got up to this season was recording her own audiobook I believe have you recorded your own audiobook
1: no I'm doing mine the week after next
0: ah okay then we'll have to check back in on how authentic that was <laughs> She paid a hundred grand to Enid to give her a shout out in
1: her newsletter. That I would take
0: if I was Enid.
1: Oh, sorry. 100%. But I did actually really like that episode.
0: Mm-hmm, i thought
1: that episode was really interesting it was like it was like one of the old school sex and the city episodes mm-hmm. where carrie's in like a weird situation and somebody's giving a speech and there's weird sex things going on and somebody's showing her a picture of somebody's dick like that all felt mm-hmm. very true to the original show and i really enjoyed that yeah. so i was, that was like the turning bring point her back as a main character
0: yeah when that's the it, at the end of that episode i was like oh it's getting back and it's straight and i've simultaneously been watching season three cause it's just the best of sex in the city and i had just watched the episode where carrie ended up going to like a right, uh, an event just because Big's wife, Natasha, was hosting it and she wanted to show off to Natasha. And it was like the same kind of event and it just yes, felt so yes. into it. I think our problem though, as viewers, is the same problem they have in the show, which is that like we like it when it's back and it's Sex and the City straight. So do they, but it's not actually Sex and the City. And I think this is a fundamental problem with it. It, it does not know what it is. The show is just all over the place. Like ha- all the stuff with Carrie about like, at the uh, when she married big, she was like, "I'll never leave my apartment. It's part of me." Even in uh-huh, season one uh-huh. of it, just like that, she's like, "My apartment, uh, it's like her whole personality, right?" And yeah. she keeps moving to luxury places and then moving back to the apartment. And then at the end of season two, she just is like, Do "You know what? I don't need the apartment anymore. I'm going to sell it to buy this new place."
1: But, but sorry, but she's a millionaire. Around. But for a man, like she literally decides, I'm getting rid of this apartment for a man, which I feel like would never have happened in the whole show. Mm -hmm. That apartment was her personality. It was the backdrop to so many moments. Mm -hmm. And for Aiden to be such a little piss baby, to be like, I'm not (laughs) going back in that apartment. I got hurt in that apartment. Like, he should be not going to his cabin in the woods. He also got hurt in his cabin in the woods, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the whole thing, her selling the apartment, her selling to—oh, sorry, we totally forgot about Lizette, who's also a weird recurring character, and had that whole oh storyline where her jewelry got stolen at her jewelry show. That was the There's worst. A lot that going was
0: on. That was when I was like, I can't watch this show anymore. Like, <laughs> um, as a writer, I have to ask you, how bad? You—the last line of every episode is so poorly written because it says, "And just like that, X," and that episode truly ends with her saying, "And just like that, I got COVID." Are you kidding me?
1: How much are these writers getting paid? You know what? Like friend's you know what? Stuff is actually... being robbed. Uh, yeah, but listen, Carrie doesn't care about anybody but herself. <laughs> but I don't mind so much. I feel like a lot of film and TV is getting stuck on the on the issue of COVID right and it's Mm -hmm. like okay we should acknowledge that there's been a pandemic and that the world has changed a bit and some people are working from home but we also want to be sexy so we don't want to include it too much but I felt like that was actually really realistic and I was glad they put it in because I'm like I'm living in America people are still getting COVID left right and center and like going out willy-nilly and like not she was only pretending to
0: get COVID so she never had it
1: Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, <laughs> I damn was, it. I was, I was, so I was weird. like, that would have been good if she had COVID. Why was she pretending to use COVID so she wouldn't have to go to... To read her book, her audio book. Oh, you're and
0: right. And then she right. screamed, I have COVID, when she was being held up at gunpoint. Like, she's just absurd. But yeah, the whole apartment thing really bothered me. I think because she's so rich now. At the end of the season, I was like, why are you selling your apartment? You could just sublet it to this girl or let it to this girl and... That I think they just wanted to, I, I have a feeling they only just found out season three is being renewed. So I think they wanted to have it, an end to season two in case it didn't get renewed. And because it is a nice ending for Carrie to have a Last Supper. And that was the whole title art of the film, of the series. And saying goodbye to the apartment, like, I I get all that. But now no, that they're I going into season so. three, it's weird.
1: I felt like the apartment in season two of And Just Like That was like the smoking in season four of Sex in the City maybe when Aiden tells Carrie she needs to give up smoking in order to be with him and mm-hmm. she kind of quits and then pretends and starts smoking when she's walking the dog and stuff and I feel like in a way if she had kept the apartment it would have been like smoking while walking the dog do you know what I mean that <sighs> I think she felt like if I'm going to quit this thing I need to properly quit it like I can't hold on to it I need yeah. to actually do this for this man even though I'm like I feel like Aiden is too demanding as a partner anyway like I mean, I whatever he, about giving up smoking, but giving up your apartment is
0: bit much. It's hard because I always was so into Aiden when I was younger. And now I'm like, yeah, he's really annoying. And he has the same jacket as my dad, which is totally grossing out. <laughs> but what about the, um, he was going to come. He was like, look, I'm going to come to your party. He was going to come. And then the whole thing with his son, whatever. But what do you think about, like, I think it's truly lazy script writing that they've brought Aiden back. I think they literally were like, they should have had Carrie dating because it finally got good again to me when Carrie was met Mm -hmm. the guy in the emergency Mm -hmm. room had that funny scene with him on the phone I was getting into that stuff with Carrie and I was like just let her date again and it's just like they're like we know the fans of Aiden they did the same for the second movie which was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life terrible and they're like we need Aiden to be back and then they brought him back and suddenly they're just together like there was I just don't yeah there was no build-up
1: and I didn't really understand like when when they met up it seemed like she was going I'm meeting Aiden for a drink and then they were just together from that Mm -hmm. moment instead of going oh you know what I thought it was going to be a friendly drink but it seems like there's something between us and they were going for a coffee and then our hands are touching like there was no Mm -hmm. build-up and I know they only have 10 episodes to go on so they're trying to pack everything in but Mm -hmm. I just I didn't believe in their romance at all Mm -hmm. but I think there's something about Carrie like Carrie has always been a bit of a prude and Mm -hmm. I wonder if uh, like this might be completely unfair, but I attribute some of that to Sarah Jessica Parker. And I'm like, she must want this character to be quite like self-righteous and kind of, you know, to have have principles, basically. And I wonder if there was some kind of balking at the idea of this widowed woman then just dating around casually. Like in a sense, did they need to kind of give her a great love again to make her seem, I don't know, worthy of being the, the main character? Like there was something weird about it to me that I was like, it's like they never want Carrie to seem like she's being slutty. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Because I was also really recently watching season one again. <laughs> and they weren't, they weren't shy about her having really casual sex. I don't know. I think they, it was just fan service. I think they're just like, we need Samantha back. We need Aiden back. Like Kim Cattrall said, basically the head of HBO phoned her and said like, how much money can we pay you to do a scene? I
1: wonder how much money they paid her. And it was
0: crap. It was so funny because me and my sister binged the last three episodes together. We stored them up. So in fairness, it was quite a fun evening. And we truly, even though I knew Samantha was coming back and had actually seen pictures of her in the car, in the outfit, we both forgot. So when she showed up, we gasped and we were so happy. And then I have to say it's pathetic. I fell for it, but I was happy to see her, even though what's very sad is that, you know, they hate each other in real life and they wouldn't, they won't film together.
1: Uh, so I would that makes love me sad. her to be back. I would love her to be back, but... I felt like, again, they just kind of glossed over the fact that they're not speaking. They haven't spoken in ages. When was like, when was their reconciliation? She sent flowers for Big's funeral, mm-hmm. right? Only flowers, but was going to fly to New York for Carrie's <laughs> apartment, like apartment goodbye. That was just so weird to me. It like, was fly yeah. for the funeral.
0: Yeah, bizarre, uh, absolutely bizarre. And also she's like, uh, yeah, I was wondering when they reconciled as well. And one of the reasons I was most upset with season one because Samantha was always my favorite character. And I always loved Samantha and Carrie's relationship the most. I was very upset in season one when they just said, well, I sacked Carrie. I sacked Samantha's being my PR agent. And then she was so angry that she yeah, flew to they London. They did her so
1: dirty. They did Are her character me? so dirty. Would never she have happened.
0: Never would have happened. And also, didn't she live in LA? So between LA and New York, why would she suddenly be like, I'm moving to London now. I'm never speaking to Charlotte again. I'm never speaking to Miranda. And I felt like the three lead actresses the, the scene where they all talked about the character, Samantha, as and they were their characters. I felt like it was like some form of bullying that I was watching happening on screen yeah, yeah. towards an actress. And it really turned me off that whole thing. And it's one of the reasons I hated the show so much. I, I still though, I want her back. Like, I feel like they've, they've done this now in season two, right? Cause I think again, they thought the season was probably going to end. The show was going to end. I think now they have to bring her back to season three or cause they've brought Aiden back. They brought Samantha back. Like what can they do to make season three an event?
1: who's yeah, left I to come skipper? And, ugh, I don't know and I don't know how Trey maybe Trey because Charlotte oh, mentioned him no. a couple of times this season did she no he well I mean come back in what capacity
0: she mentioned I always wanted to stay friends with Trey and he didn't want to and she mentioned him again so I wonder if because Harry's a buffoon right and every scene at this point when Harry and Charlotte come on screen is just like clown music like they've made Harry absurdly unattractive I The only thing I yeah. can think of is Trey coming back next season.
1: But, but I even then, the like, fans aren't
0: waiting for Trey. Like,
1: no, I feel like Harry... Um, and look, the, like a lot of the characters on this show, or a lot of the actors who are featuring on the show, have had work done to their faces since then, right? And mm-hmm. I'm not judging them because they live in Hollywood. Listen, because they live in the world, right? Who mm-hmm. among us hasn't gone, oh, I'd look better if I got a bit of Botox, or I got a bit of this, or I got a bit of that. Something Harry has done to his face has like he's had some facelift that has smoothed out his whole face except his eyes and there's just something very weird about like it looks like he's wearing a mask of his own face now or something do you know what I mean whereas like I used to think Harry was really really cute and now there's just he just looks wrecked all the time as well
0: I just I can't tell what it is about him I think it's that when I think why we can't find him attractive anymore is and I actually didn't really notice that about his face I just noticed he looked a lot older what I, What I find him so attractive is he walks into the room and like clown music plays and yeah, he does yeah, something silly. Yeah. Like they've yeah. made him, they've not made him a romantic lead. Or oh, even- Oh no, a, like, I'm
1: sorry, his his storylines, the bit about his sperm going back up into his, into his <laughs> ins, like what? Why yeah. did I need to even know that was a possibility?
0: And like his, like they dressed up as the Americans for that costume party. And it was just like, he's just a fool. Like they've made him a fool. So yeah, I think the other, while we're on Charlotte, like basically Charlotte's plots this season were, she got on a MILF list at school um, she (laughs) decided to go back to work and instead of but like, you know, we've both worked after having children and I've certainly never taken like 15 years off work like she did. Mm-hmm. And like you, it is really nerve wracking going back to work. You're worrying about your confidence. You're worrying about your ability. You're worrying about leaving the kids. You're worrying about lots of things.
1: Oh, and they what, made her Charlotte... storyline that she's worrying about her belly. Her waist. And, yeah. yeah.
0: And her waist and what she weighed and that she went on a bone broth diet. And I just thought they don't know what to do with Charlotte when she's not trying to get married. Because... She was either always trying to get married or get pregnant, right? They were her props. Yeah, plots. but I and actually they just love can't Charlotte. do anything with her now.
1: No, I know, but I liked her in this season because I felt like, you know what, Like, I did find, I mean, look, I know we're all supposed to be in like a post body issues world, right? Where we're like, give mm-hmm. them more to do than go on a diet. But like, a lot of us are still going on diets that are still worrying about our waists. And for a lot of us going back to work or going back into the world after having a baby, that is what you worry about and I know it wasn't she wasn't immediately postpartum like her kids are grown up but I actually felt like even though that was kind of a I wanted more for Charlotte mm-hmm. but I want more for us all and I felt like that was actually quite realistic that that is something that you would be worrying about I liked her storylines with the kids I liked her kind of you know trying to get condoms for Lily I, liked her I like her Harry's acceptance of uh Rock's gender identity I think they Mm -hmm. seem like quite cool parents I was wishing Harry wasn't wearing so much tailoring actually the two of them I would like them to just relax a little bit and not Mm. in a like at home with Ralph Lauren way but actually just I feel like they're always too buttoned up literally and Mm -hmm. figuratively so I would like to see her and her
0: friend Lisa Todd Wexley like it's too much like I actually don't believe that uh, that women in their 50s are walking around 10 hours a day in stilettos It's just not, it's not possible. Like
1: who, maybe they have that, thing? you know, you can get Botox apparently in the balls of your feet and it stops them (laughs) hurting when you're wearing heels. So maybe they're doing that.
0: I choose, and now look, I haven't been able to wear a stiletto or wanted to since my early twenties. <laughs> like I gave it up. Like it wrecks your back, it wrecks your hips. I know Carrie had her plot with her hip replacement last year, which I my favorite scene of all time is Miranda and Jay having sex in the kitchen while Carrie. Oh god, yeah, that was about. good. Actually, that, that brings good. me joy. I need to watch that scene again. Okay, so that's we slightly different opinion on Charlotte. I, the other plot line is that she got really drunk, didn't tell anyone where she was, and then seemed to be outraged that they were concerned about her safety. Now again, I do think. If you've been a stay-at-home mom for 15 years, you've always collected your kids from school, you've always done everything for them, for you to suddenly be like, I'm uncontactable and unavailable, and you can fuck off if you're looking for me, <laughs> seems like a now, strong reaction from Charlotte. Okay. Like Do she, she, you know so, what I
1: mean? I know that seemed to come around, like it seemed to go from that to that, right? To go from like, I'm available 24-7 to all of a sudden I'm out and I'm drunk. I think we were meant to believe that this, this has been a couple of weeks of her going, Harry, you need to bring the school bag into school. Harry, you need to do this. I'm at work. Like we're both at work and we're equal partners, blah, blah, blah. So I think we're meant to believe that this has been building up for weeks and that on this day was the day that she just went, I've had enough. Right. So But they didn't I've make her feel like you've made a
0: leap to think that. It wasn't presented to us that way. You're giving the benefit of the doubt to the writers. I'm
1: I'm giving the benefit of the doubt, but I think that's what they were trying to convey with that whole episode. It was almost like you were meant to believe that this has been building up because she's mm-hmm. been back at work for a couple of weeks, right? like we're meant to think i have
0: no idea
1: i know she like says time, to Sam smith so this is brings me on to in show
0: before we get to miranda i really want to talk about this is the main thing i want to talk to you about the timeline of it just like that makes no sense so miranda and Che got together what midway through season one maybe towards mm-hmm. the end of season one yeah i think yeah, yeah. I think in the last episode of this season miranda and Che specifically say they've been together eight months However, okay. Dr. Naya Wallace at the beginning of the series was married and trying to get pregnant with her husband. At the end of the series, he's got someone so pregnant that she—they have a baby and, shower.
1: But hang on, What's wait the a time second. Line? Wait a second. Did Big? Oh, so Big died at the start of season one, right? Mm-hmm. And was it ha- was it ha- midway through season one that they did the time jump forward?
0: Yes, yeah, she was writing her book and they did a time jump. But Miranda wasn't with Chey yet.
1: Okay, so Miranda got with Shay after the time jump. Yeah. Okay, Basically, Brandon okay. and
0: Shay were purportedly together eight months, yet Dr. Nia Wallace's husband has a full-on pregnant girlfriend about to give birth by the end of the season.
1: Well, if, the, the, okay, so if, if they were together eight months, I think that Dr. Nia Wallace and her husband broke up before, way before, her, way before Miranda and Shay broke up. So you think so, this is,
0: you think this episode, the last episodes or the second last episodes, whatever it was in this one had a time jump in like the first one, but they never showed us it. N-
1: no, no. But what I think is <laughs> Dr. Nia Wallace and her husband broke up like towards the end of season one, right? Mm-mm.
0: No, start of season no? two. She was on okay. a video call with him. He was with some girl in the hotel room.
1: Okay. So Shh. let's, ima- let's, let's give them all the benefit of the doubt as well. Right. Let's imagine Jay <laughs> and Miranda are together three months by the end of season one. Uh-huh. Dr. Nia Wallace and her husband break up at the start of season two. Che uh-huh. and Miranda are together another five months, and then they're now broken up. What, three, four, five months? So, if he got with somebody and then got pregnant within two or three months, that could be mm-hmm. realistic.
0: Okay. Sorry, right. I'm like, Again, oh, though, sorry. I mean, I'm not being paid dessert. by
1: an HBO Max <laughs> to like it defends it just the time shouldn't have to work this hard no, there's no. ways
0: of marking the passage of time visually for us and the show doesn't do any of that they could even be like it's the beginning of the school year for lily now it's the end yeah, of the school or or year, it's
1: winter, like, nothing... or it's winter there's nothing summer or yeah. yeah
0: no whereas i did like how when uh carrie was writing a memoir that the seasons changes at the window i had yes, and i love yeah. carrie at that window like it's so iconic okay well, Miranda that kind of is the character. Me-
1: but hang on, that Carrie at the Window kind of reminded me of Bella in Twilight, you know, when Edward's left her and she's sitting at home and the seasons are changing around her head. I felt like that was a little bit too Twilighty for me. Anyway, sorry, Miranda.
0: Miranda is the one that is just, there's just so much to talk about with Miranda. Okay, so Miranda, as we knew her in Sexton City, is dead, right? We now have somebody who leaves her phone on in a studio recording of a sitcom. She drops her phone in seaweed when she's doing a beach cleanup, <laughs> and then is like hysterical for a whole episode. She tries. She well, one thing that's very similar to her, though in the original season of Sex and City. Remember, she had tried a threesome and failed. She tries again in this one and fails. She is not oh, designed yeah. for threesome. She tra- has a whole strap-on plot. She gives up life as a high-powered lawyer where she was like some sort of partner, only to become a lawyer working for free. Very confusing. She also was just so rich that she moved to LA has no income and
1: it's just lonely. Oh, yeah, where where did she Well, I suppose she was a partner in a law firm. Brady what is like 19 now. How many years are mm-hmm. we supposed to believe have elapsed between Sex and the City and this? Like 15 or something? Like quite a lot, right?
0: I think Lily was a baby when Sex and the City ended, right? They just adopted her. And, and then now she's, she's 17 now or 16, 18. 17. Oh, she's yeah. 16. okay,
1: okay. So yeah, so like 15 years. Um so Miranda could Technically, have saved up a lot of money, right? And one of our listeners messaged me
0: because I was giving out on Instagram about it. One of our listeners messaged me saying she would have been really rich if she was a partner in a huge law firm. If she was was a partner,
1: and Miranda strikes me as somebody who'd be good at investing, I didn't mind. But then, why can't she
0: afford her own apartment? why is she living in her mate's spare room yeah
1: that was well I suppose being able to afford to live with your partner in LA is very different to being able to afford to live on your own in New York though right yeah okay like New York New York real estate is kind of crazy and I think also she was in a very in-between period where she wasn't really sure what she was doing oh no sorry she was Mm -hmm. waiting for Steve to move out of the house because she was keeping the house remember and Steve just wasn't moving I love that for
0: Steve the the one who's cheated on is not the one who to leave the house. That's but my sorry, uh, he verdict. also
1: cheated on her years ago. And like, she didn't yeah, just cheat on him. Yeah, but they got back together. Yeah, they got back together. But she didn't just cheat on him. She discovered this whole, I'm like i am being paid by hbo she discovered this <laughs> whole new side of herself where she's like i suddenly am attracted to this non-binary person and i might be gay and i might be bi and i might be queer and you know i i want to explore all these things also i found steve i, I always really liked steve in the series but in this i found him incredibly unattractive i don't know what it was i was like i love this from miranda just now i did i didn't love che for miranda but i'm like okay leave steve i love this story and i did actually love the storyline when she met the writer and then went back to the writers awful, I awful apartments any but that also seemed re- realistic to me as well, that I was like, people live in shitty, tiny apartments yeah. in New York.
0: And any scene where there was a dating scenario happened is when this show absolutely peaked this season. So see yeah, and the guy who had to blow his willie up, Miranda oh. going on that date, and Carrie with the a guy. Like, this show is at its best when people are dating. But to that's bring true, it back to Miranda true. and Steve for a second, though, I'm happy for Miranda. She's exploring her sexuality and all that. But Miranda did cheat on Steve and she made such a song and dance about him cheating on her. That's where I think a lot of people are like, did she have an lobotomy? Because I... it just doesn't track with how anti-cheating she was. Like I mean, she, if she wanted to hook up with Jay, she, that's fine. But like, I do think there's break up with your husband first.
1: Yes, look, yeah? totally. Like I'm not defending cheating. Totally break up with your husband first. If you're having these feelings and you want to explore. A part of me does feel like cheating on somebody as as he did with somebody in a bar when your child is young seems mm-hmm. to me kind of less forgivable than we've been together 15 years things are quite stale we're not sleeping together we're not really getting on and i've met somebody and i've fallen for them like arguably it's a bigger betrayal because you've been together longer and you trust each other not to do that but i also feel like it's slightly more understandable to me like i can see how in that situation you would cheat whereas steve kissing someone in a bar i'm like what's the point that's or like I... sleeping with somebody i'm like that's stupid
0: but you know what, I think that I think the whole Steve cheating plot was stupid because it was fundamentally unbelievable to me that the character of Steve would cheat on the character of Miranda and it was, mm, again, it was just true. them trying to have a big story for the first movie and yes, it really yeah. worked. Like them meeting on the Brooklyn Bridge and forgiving each other, like it was a good emotional arc for what was a terrible film but I always thought it was the writers. I feel like a lot with this you can feel when people are writing things that aren't true to character because what I think mm-hmm, is way more mm-hmm. true to characters is that Miranda would have cheated on Steve
1: and I, I also think, don't think it's very true to character that she would have gone to a beach cleanup.
0: I know, it was... All of Miranda trying to find herself was so bad. Like, she yeah. tattooed her initials on her wrist. Like, okay, you've got tattoos. What oh, do you yeah. rate her tattoo as?
1: I mean, look, I don't like to judge other people's tattoos because mm-hmm. it's between you and your God. But mm-hmm. the, uh, if, if any character on this show was going to get their own initials tattooed, <laughs> it would have been Carrie
0: yeah percent.
1: Like, no way would Miranda like she even would have got Brady mm-hmm. like but then she was to it. find
0: herself at the end you see when she's doing her interview for the BBC for some inexplicable reason I don't understand why she was doing that she looked at her no. wrist and I'm such a schmuck I actually cried it gets me then. I'm just a loser for this show. <laughs> like, I'm trashing it, by the way. I watched every episode. I really, I, I'm happier leaving this than I was season one. Like, season one was... Oh, I re- same. I, I'm sorry. My I number one worst show of the year of this. Yeah.
1: Like, I would watch this every watch season until I die. Yeah.
0: Miranda 100%. was absurd, though. Like, with Miranda, at the particularly the beginning of this season, it was truly like, who am I watching? I've never seen this character before. Having seen six seasons of a TV show and two movies of her, I don't know oh, who I'm sorry. watching. Oh, sorry, when
1: she was putting up with Che, inviting their friends over to play video games until 4 a.m., I was like, Miranda <laughs> would never. But listen, can we just focus on the important parts? Her outfits were very good this season.
0: I enjoyed it when she became more like corporate Miranda again and started wearing the pants suits and dyed her hair red again. I'm really pleased to see that. Yes. I think that was just, yeah, Miranda I has the red hair.
1: hair. She had some great mm-hmm. dresses in the last couple of episodes and some good coats. Yeah, I think her fashion, mm-hmm. I, I think her fashion is the best. Her fashion is like what I would wear if I worked in like a high powered corporate, I mean, what I like to think I would what wear. What
0: you think you'd wear. Yeah. yeah.
1: Everyone else's outfits are patently ridiculous. I'm like, Carrie invites her friends over for dinner and literally is wearing Oscar de la Renta. Lisa Todd actually like falls asleep in her living room wearing head-to-toe Prada. like you know you're like this is ridiculous but Miranda I felt like okay this is what you would wear if you had money and you you know that's what you look like and that's where you worked I felt like that was realistic and in a good way like very good yeah
0: and I think she found herself again because she was always such a career woman she has found herself again by going back to work even though She's technically an intern. Is doing someone's mat leave. I really didn't understand what was happening in that. Oh, uh, I didn't like... understand
1: what was happening or how it happened. I was like, this just a somebody who had been a partner in a law firm would not come in, even if it's human rights law. It's different law. You would not come in as an intern. It just would not no. happen. No, so... and also
0: like it just the, the writing. It's the minutiae of the show where the writing's very poor. Right, like the woman says to her oh I'm going on mat leave tomorrow will you be my mat cover
1: yeah tomorrow, that's not I how know. it works I and know. then she
0: comes back and Miranda's like oh you're back from mat leave already she's like yeah you would yeah, tell yeah. her I you took, have had two already.
1: seconds I know I did like the storyline where the two younger interns were sitting texting about Miranda in front of her because I yeah, felt like I that her. was that would have been very true to like somebody in their 50s sitting with two people in their 20s and being paranoid even if they're just looking at TikTok being like mm-hmm. oh my god why and like also why are they on their phones we're having lunch when I feel like yeah. people in their 20s are on their phones that. 24-7. So, like, that felt good to me.
0: And I also enjoyed that th- that she's like, um, wh- what were they like? They're like, hey, we've been here 12 months and you've only been here two minutes. And she- and-, and it's like, yeah, but she's a she's like a 40-year law career behind her or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I want to quickly get on to it because I can't keep you all day. We do have different time zones here and Rosemary's gone off to a book club. Okay, I think we've talked a bit about Che. What I will say is it remains true to both season one and season two. Che's stand-up is awful. Oh. Awful. it's diabolically unfunny however I, did, I actually am much more warm to Che this season because I felt really bad for them about the sitcom and how the yeah. the writing was messed because that seems really true of all writers like you're that your sitcom and your shows will get messed around until they don't yes, resemble yeah. and, what you yeah and, and you
1: get built up and you get promised the world and then it's like oh no it didn't get picked up see you later I like mm-hmm. Che more this season until the final or the the second to last episode when they did the stand-up and I just was like oh this is and it felt really nasty to me because I felt like Che Che had kind of redeemed themselves and like you know had this whole kind of like it was a redemption arc when they were working at the animal shelter and I'm sorry then at the very end Che hooks up with the young incredibly good-looking person Mm -hmm. who just what walked into the animal shelter fancied them and then followed them home from their comedy night I that was well, ridiculous. I don't think followed.
0: I don't think followed home. I, mean, I think che in home, right. but like, yeah, I
1: ridiculous. think what I liked
0: about Che is the. I just love the actor. Uh, it's Sarah Ramirez. I just think they're awesome. So I think if they didn't have that actor, they might have canned the character after season one because it was a very like everyone finds Che so annoying. However, what I think is absurd is that Che was working in an animal shelter this season. I appreciate they did crisis of conscience and their. Um, whatever like the sitcom didn't take off and maybe you can't even afford your apartment and you have to airbnb it out but then when Che was like i finally made enough money to pay my rent this month i'm like you that's impossible that you made enough money to pay rent on that apartment working in an animal shelter it's just not possible." and i again it's an example of like they do too much like let Che be a character that pops in and out we don't need to follow yeah che we don't, working yeah, in we an we don't animal need to shelter. know
1: the ins and outs of their it's life because,
0: way too much going on
1: yeah because even like it would have been realistic if Che was like i'm working in an animal shelter i'm helping right You know, I'm helping doing some writing on this show. I'm doing Mm -hmm. some, like, writing for this stand up. I'm doing some support Mm -hmm. acts. But we also, Che's not enough of a character to see all that. So you're right. Just leave it out and and we could have imagined that they were doing that.
0: And even when Che was finally, like, um, watching old footage when they were, like, presenting as female and talking about female dating and stuff. And I was like, okay, so Che's getting their groove back. They're going to finally have some good stand up. And then it's just a nasty
1: burn of
0: Miranda. And yeah. then I'm like, what's Chase arc here? And then Che's like, I'm sick of always doing what other people want. i never do what I want. It's like, what do you want to be nasty about Miranda? I, I, like, I appreciate I think that Miranda's was Chase,
1: annoying. Um, yeah, I mean, they're all annoying. But I think that was Chae's <laughs> almost rejection of that version of themselves. That when they were watching that video, like the look on their face was very much like, oh, I was like, I was pretending to be so straight. And I was really, you know, I was such, I was really playing up my femininity. And that's not who I am. And they were basically going, I'm just going to be who I am but yeah did it in a very reactionary way that like in my 20s i would have been like i'm just gonna like speak my truth and i would have been an asshole to people you know yeah. what i mean but i had, definitely like, had those moments. 40s. but yeah i okay, mean so... yeah but they're definitely immature right
0: i did see sarah ramirez though um coming out and saying um look basically implying that they have an issue with how the show is right writing the che character and um, oh just in terms of yeah um they were saying something like on Instagram like don't blame me for the words that my characters are speaking they're written by a cisgendered man which I thought was interesting okay quickly onto Lisa Todd Wexley right so I googled Lisa Todd Wexley after the end of the series Lisa Todd Wexley's like 56
1: right right oh right she's meant to be 56 in the show
0: I don't know what age she's supposed to be in the show I was so confused by the pregnancy plot I was literally like you're this show was about women in their uh, 50s right that's the premise right. of the show you're right why is she pregnant
1: well now I did read something somewhere that may or may not be true I'm not a scientist so <laughs> that's I'll say this is the pinch of salt that apparently when women go through menopause there's a couple of months or a year or so before that when their fertility is actually really high right before menopause begins okay am I but making wouldn't that have a conversation a, there is about a possibility that? but I, th- I thought I thought been to, like
0: Again, it's the show trying to shoehorn plots in for people. Like, that's a really like that's a fucking nuts. Like, you are fifty five, you are pregnant. Maybe she's playing forty five <laughs> year old. Even then, it would be like, wow, you are forty five, you got pregnant naturally by accident. That's pretty unusual. The whole plot was just like you should have got a vasectomy, to her husband. They never use the word abortion when they're clearly talking about abortion. Oh no, and I actually really
1: didn't like that when he said like, oh, we should talk about the other thing. Yeah, and I am like, they, what? I just what? Didn't believe like, it. Things, but like throughout the whole show, I, I mean, I. If I had the time now, go through it and and like see how many times they use the word abortion in, in Sex in the City. Because it was a lot. So for them well, they to not want to say it in this one is ridiculous.
0: It The whole thing was absurd. And then it was just conveniently, for the character by the end of the episode, had had a miscarriage. So I was just like, wh- what was that? Like, why was that plot in the show? It served no purpose other than to be really odd, confusing, and just trying to shoehorn a plot in for her. That, again, was unnecessary. Because it was actually... What's very interesting is that she's like apparently an award-winning documentary maker, but all she does is sit in her closet and try <laughs> on really nice clothes and go to like PTA meetings with Charlotte. But
1: you know what? I do think that whole episode was kind of talking about the role that women play in their families and to their partners. So mm-hmm. I felt like they, they uh, like, I definitely agree with you. They did shoehorn it in and it was a weird choice, but I think they did it for her to talk to her husband and be like, well, you're not going to step up. I mean, also, yeah. unrealistic, you're just going to hire another nanny, Lisa Todd Wexley. Like you've plenty of money. You were going to say, you know, it would have been fine. You would have figured it out. But I felt like even... To go back to Miranda for a second, Miranda then kind of making up with Steve and going to his like Coney Island restaurant or bar <laughs> whatever it was and saying, I want you to be in my life. And then Brady weirdly cycling by and smiling you know. lovingly at his parents. I was like, that would never happen. What child in the world even recognizes their parents as people with feelings and would go, so nice, they're getting along. You'd just be like, Uh, mom and dad, gross. I
0: think though, if, in fairness, now if you're 19 and my parents are divorced. If I had seen my parents have a tender moment like that i'd have been like really happy at that age
1: oh would you okay well yeah maybe because I if don't they're divorced, my parents don't... have my parents have gross tender moments all the time so i'm just like <laughs> yeah
0: cause they're married and they've just yeah. gone through really acrimonious divorces as i remember so that's, why, true, that's true. Why, okay. why he happened to cycle back at that point though was unfathomable okay, and
1: he wasn't so wearing the... a helmet
0: yeah, and I, I appreciate the point, like, again, because I've been watching old Sex and City just torture myself alongside the show. They always had a themed episode, right? Whatever the theme yes. of the episode would be. Like the firefighter episode with Samantha recently where it's all about women being rescued by men, right? Mm-hmm. But this, again, if they're trying to theme an episode around women doing too much work in the home, they didn't manage it because it was just Charlotte and Lisa having their well, own little subplots so, about it. So, no,
1: it was Charlotte and Lisa and then it was Miranda basically making up with Steve and the show kind of making that about how they were, they were, like, inadvertently doing that for brady that it was going to make him much happier and it was like sorting out their home and family life and then also carrie had bought the apartment for aiden and his, fo- and his boys to come and stay with her and then mm-hmm. ended up basically sacrificing aiden to his kids even though they weren't mm-hmm. her kids so i felt like that all kind of followed through you know what i mean maybe oh, i am we reaching, haven't even talked about that like... aiden
0: was literally like i'll see you in five years and I, know. Was like, cool.
1: I mean look, <laughs> Like, if if in season three we come back and Carrie's like, I'm still waiting for Aiden. So either they're going to have a five-year time jump and Aiden's going to be back on the scene, or I'm really hoping she's going to be dating again.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But if it's just her I waiting so, around for
0: Aiden, like, shoot me now. I just really think that they should have... I appreciate them bringing Aiden back, right? I mean, Aiden's tan. I always thought she should have picked Aiden over big. But... I think they should. If they were planning, I don't know how many seasons this they're planning, but like, end with Aiden, but don't bring him back in the middle. Have I them know. get and, back together, and then, and then him saying, "I'm sorry, now." Like, I look, I have a kids. Like, I appreciate the concern for his child's welfare, but like, why Carrie can't come and visit him in the farm is because he'll think about just it too so much. Makes Kathy. no sense.
1: I'll just be thinking about you. What? <laughs> like, that's they what happens very... in a relationship.
0: By Sarah Jessica Parker, Sander though they actually had a very raunchy sex scene. Then she after took a
1: breath. There's no i, know, I was Literally for the first shocked. time ever.
0: Yeah. Shocked. Um, okay, we few more characters to talk about Seema, we've both said is our favorite. But I think it's because Seema is basically Samantha and we're desperate for Samantha. That's my I feeling. I love Seema,
1: but I do feel like her her whole arc through the whole thing has been like I've never like I've focused on my career and I'm incredibly successful but I've never fallen in love and that's what I really 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 want in life and then she finally falls in love with a man who falls in love with her and he asks her to go to Cairo with him for only five months
0: yeah 100%. and she's like
1: I'm not throwing away my career for you and you're like it's called a career <laughs> break scene. Exactly. it's not even that long you're
0: self-employed I don't it's know not why she would with
1: him it made no sense No. Zero. But
0: also they rushed that. Like he was introduced, he was in it for like two episodes. Again, Mm -hmm. if you want to give Seema this like great big love of her life plot, you want it to be a real deliberation about whether she goes away or not, a bit like probably Carrie and Germaine the Russian. Yeah. Build up to it. Don't just have him on his phone all the time. So also characters (laughs) were like, who's this asshole?
1: And I, then, did, I did love when she accused him of being on TikTok and he was like I haven't ticked or talked yeah I like that as well
0: but it's just again it's an example of a completely undercooked plot that then boils yes. over she's like I'm not going and yet in the next scene she's in Greece with Carrie uh,
1: so I'm like I, mean,
0: I, I saw Michael Patrick King saying that he always envisioned the end of season two being Carrie and Seema on a beach in Greece
1: well he really shoehorned that in like there was a really convoluted way of going about that. They surely could have just gone on a holiday together without having to be like, like, We have no men, let's go to Greece.
0: And like I'd much rather them go to the Hamptons like they planned and like have a great summer of dating. I love the Hamptons episode of Sex and City. Um Okay, Dr. Naya Wallace, love her. Again, didn't see enough of her. Remember in season one, and it's so long ago, I was reminding my sister and she was like, I had completely forgotten. Remember in season one when Miranda was like, went into her lectures with yeah. a series of microaggressions <laughs> and was like really racist to her. I know, and, and now they're now her best
1: friend. I know, but actually I also think the show did Naya Wallace dirty in this se- season because towards the very end, you know when she, like, does she get some fellowship or something? And she basically is like, nah my ex-husband's having a baby no I don't care about this and then she's like but this chef and she's basically more excited for this chef to come in like asking Mm -hmm. can I have some food she's like sure come in I'll make you something she's more excited about that than she is about winning whatever accolade she won so I'm like that's not true to the character
0: yeah and she's well see I don't know if it's not true to the character because we don't know the character because all we know about her is she's a shit hot law professor she was trying for a baby she inexplicably lets Miranda live with her
1: But I think in being a shit-hot law professor who works at NYU, that's enough to know about somebody that you would be very happy to win this award. Do you know what I mean? That is very true. Like, fine if she was just as happy to meet this hot chef, right? They could be Mm -hmm. on a par, but she literally was like, 1 out of 10 excitement for the award, 25 Mm -hmm. out of 10 excitement for this guy to come in and make her some olive foam. Disgusting.
0: That being said, he is super hot and I was thrilled when he showed up as the mission started staff. Because I had actually said to my sister who didn't remember, I was like, that guy from CSI or whatever he's from,
1: yeah, he, he was in an back. early
0: episode, he has to yeah, come back. Yeah. So I was waiting and then again, forgot about it, much like I did with Samantha. Okay, I'm sorry, there's still characters for me to go through here.
1: <laughs> Lillian Brady, what the fuck? Oh, I didn't, I, pass, pass. <laughs>
0: the show I've... is like, doesn't know what, they're like, should there be characters in the no. show? Shouldn't as they be? As I would say,
1: as I would say to my Google speaker, next track. I don't even like, want to discuss it. I season just...
0: one. We saw Brady all about condoms. Season two, we're seeing Lily all about condoms. Now they're potentially oh, hooking f- up. Sorry, it's Brady's just so is, like super
1: horny, and they also have one super horny character in every season actually. And it was Brady in season one, and it was Herbert in season two. And I'm not okay with it. I just need these is horny Herbert... men to go. To go. Herbert is Lisa Todd Wexley's husband, isn't it? Oh,
0: sorry. Yeah
1: yeah I, I just do, do you know what
0: gross I do cry easily then though and when Herbert and um at the dinner party when she was saying you know they all had to say one word and she said like forgiveness or forgiving herself or whatever and he got really choked up and couldn't speak and then I did cry so um I'm such i I'm rolling person. my eyes I'm
1: like pathetic Kathy I also sorry just to get back to the <laughs> dinner party when when Carrie was like one word only and then she gave a fucking speech at the end I was like that is so Carrie. that is yeah, so very then- Carrie and so that Jay. was good writing, yeah. Because that was yes. actually
0: good writing because Carrie would do that.
1: Yeah, and then I mean? Jay said, uh, Carrie, that was way more than one word, which I was so glad because everybody was being so earnest at that moment.
0: Yeah. See, basically, whenever Carrie does something where she's an absolute wreck of the head, I'm like, that's exactly true to character for Carrie. Like, she, that is Carrie.
1: Yeah, but the one thing that I had a problem with was when Miranda was basically like, I can't come to your dinner party because of what happened with Jay. And Carrie was there when Miranda saw Jay doing their terrible stand-up about how she mm-hmm. dated a straight woman sorry, Carrie was there when Miranda saw Che doing their terrible stand-up about dating a straight woman mm-hmm. or like dating a formerly straight woman. So mm-hmm. for Carrie to be like, you have to show up to my dinner with Che, I would have been like, Carrie should have called Che and gone, hey, after that stand-up, you can't come. Miranda's yeah. my best friend. You basically destroyed her in front of a room full of people. I'm really sorry. I still love you. I still want to be your friend, but you can't come to this dinner. That would have been totally but Carrie,
0: but Carrie, that's what a normal person would do. But Carrie is... The most selfish character on TV. Do you know what I was remembering watching Ugh. that? Because me and my sister kept pausing it to chat, right? And uh, the bit about Aiden, and and remember, I was like, Remember when Aiden bought the apartment next door, bought Carrie's apartment, they're going to knock the wall through together. Then Carrie was like, I can't have this. I'm going to buy my apartment back. And then Carrie emotionally blackmailed Charlotte to give her her engagement ring.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was really
0: weird. But that's Carrie's vibe. Like, imagine telling, basically telling your friend that, like, they owe you money because they got it. A they got divorced and they have a ring they didn't pay for it.
1: <laughs> that was a like. yeah, awful. Think, I can totally imagine guilting a friend into lending me money if I was like, look, I know you just got that big inheritance and I need $5,000. I'll pay it back to you. Every <laughs> I can totally load. imagine doing that. I think it like, was a this, there was
0: some implication she was going to pay it back. Yeah, but, but this like, would have
1: been like $50,000, right? It wasn't a cheap ring.
0: And also once the thing is it's different for to ask a friend to loan you money but she was asking her to sell her engagement ring and then give her the money and that's actually not her
1: business and carrie should have sold her shoes go on
0: final character to get to and i have to say i really enjoyed this plot anthony and the bottoming I thought that was really fun again that's like a sex in the city plot right like there's actual sex involved there's a relationship involved there's a bit of fun Stanford becoming a monk okay I kind of enjoyed that too I think it's a nice nod to that because the actor passed away didn't mind any of it
1: I yeah um, Stanford becoming a monk it was a nice moment that Carrie and Anthony had where they kind of said Mm -hmm. goodbye to Stanford but I don't know, becoming a monk seemed a little bit far-fetched, but I suppose they had used up all their possible, rights. Big's dead. Samantha's mm-hmm. fallen out with them and moved abroad. Like, they've used up the two main ways you can axe a character. So, like, yeah. how, do, how do we get rid of Stanford in a way that seems kind of vaguely realistic but mm-hmm. I actually you know what I would have preferred if Samantha had been the one to go to like a silent ashram and been like you know what I'm sick of everything I'm going to live in Bali for the rest of my life and I'm not speaking to mm-hmm. anybody I'm taking a vow of silence and I, w- I would have felt like that was more realistic for her character than to fall out with mm-hmm. Carrie and Miranda and Charlotte and to move but, to
0: l- London like it's very difficult yes. to relocate right and also yeah. like Samantha's uh, business a is pure her business was her contacts yeah. book
1: right yeah, yeah you
0: can't actually relocate as a pure professional in your 60s to another continent
1: no and, and, and but like, and be like that how effective. would she have got a visa as a pure person in her 60s to go to the UK <laughs> I mean I know she's a lot of money but like I don't understand how that would have happened yeah I did really but she like says flat way. now
0: so she's English now you see she says flat
1: oh, but I think that was because she was doing the joke about the English accent at the end wasn't it I have. I truly have no idea. It was seventy-two oh.
0: seconds, and I don't know what was happening in them. <laughs> I, I,
1: like... Yeah, I, I, I did like the Anthony and his Italian boyfriend storyline. I felt like it was. I felt like it was an interesting storyline because, like previously, the the gay men in the show have really been accessories to the straight women and haven't really got mm-hmm. their own shows and haven't got like there've been no issues or questions that would be pertinent to the queer community that have been brought up at all so I felt like even the question of Miranda going like what what do I define myself as and then Anthony being like hmm could I be a like flexible top I don't Mm -hmm. know I like that's I'm I'm too old to try new things so I thought that was interesting and I did like that I didn't like Anthony's face at the end when he was trying the bottoming because he just looked so uncomfortable and every part of me was like clenching they had made a joke though about the guy's
0: was like absolutely massive
1: oh yeah because he went on the drew barrymore there were a lot of (laughs) cameos he went on the drew barrymore show and everybody could see his dicks or his pants that was
0: obscene See, that kind of sex in the city, when it's just purely about sex, I do enjoy it. I love seeing this plot with the guy in the blow-up, uh, Willie. I just Oh, yeah, and there. then when he was okay.
1: horrified when she took out the vibrator, man. I
0: know, and that was just a really, that was such a Samantha scene, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, something I want to briefly talk about, and I know you're going to have to go soon, but I really think a lot of people have taken a lot of objection to the fact that when Carrie said in one of the episodes, was big a big mistake? And people are just like, what the fuck? We've spent a whole season and a half grieving this guy. You hinged the show on them ending up together. The movies were hinged on their relationship. Other than it being a good line, because if you use the word big twice, (laughs) what the hell? Terry White wrote a brilliant article about it in her um, substack that I thought was fascinating about all the reasons why Carrie would have never said that. Miranda's even like, what are you talking about?
1: I don't think Carrie would have said that because I think Carrie is the least self-reflective person on the planet and is very much like, I made that decision and that was the right decision. However, do I think Big was a big mistake? Probably. Like, yeah, Yeah. I mean, I think he was was shit. I think, and I think also they kind of shoehorned him into like the good husband role as well. He became quite boring when he wasn't boring. He was this like man Mm -hmm. about town. who was always out and flirting with different women. And like, that would have been a constant issue in their relationship and mm-hmm. like I don't I don't mean to say that he should have cheated on her in the storyline but I think that should have been part of it where she was like oh you're going out again and him being mm-hmm. like oh well I'm going out with clients or I'm going out with partners or whatever it was you know what I mean Just so horrific. I think... like I always felt yes, like he wasn't that, that into Carrie
0: but she wasn't no. yeah I, I think, think the he was show's... that into her at all I think the show's retrofitting because of all the stuff that came out about Chris Noth. or no I don't know how to say his name maybe but I, I mean, think the I... show trying to get rid of him
1: I think it would have been interesting if Carrie at this point in her life had suddenly gone you know what I spent so much of my life pursuing men who didn't pursue me enough and mm-hmm. should I like should I have actually gone with the man who was really really into me rather than the man I had to pursue and that would have been an interesting question rather mm-hmm. than I think it was oversimplified going like did I make a big mistake should I have chosen Aiden? and you're like instead of mm-hmm. going you know what I had this man who has always adored me and then I had this mm-hmm. other man who I basically had to convince to adore me and who like jilted me at the altar. Mm-hmm. and you know I think that would have been an interesting way of framing the question and then we could all conclude that actually maybe yeah you should have chosen Aidan and it's interesting that you're now coming to that conclusion too yeah but I also think I also think it's interesting as well because I mean Irish people are very bad for this in particular I think but we're so reverent of the dead they're so like never mm-hmm. say anything bad like you know if somebody's husband dies you're like oh they're never going to criticize him again so I think it was interesting that she was like you know what he wasn't perfect after mm-hmm. he's dead because i think that's something that people very rarely do in life or in tv and movies because you just don't mm-hmm. want to like you know speak ill of the dead mm-hmm. so I think then again the show doesn't
0: the show does something and then doesn't go under the surface of it at all carrie and aiden it are it just can't, together now it can't. It has says 17 to other che... characters to deal with exactly like even when Shay goes why did you two not work out and and she's like i made a mistake Oh, and then they it. start that's... snogging in the kitchen right in front of the It was know. so awkward. And why is Aiden, sorry, why is Aiden come back so dumb where he, they've been like you can't <laughs> talk to people in this apartment because Che will get evicted and aiden's like best mates with the door. i just can't help to
1: it. i talk to everybody Uh-oh. i just don't get
0: it they're trying to make aiden like super unsexy like i know he used to wear <laughs> tidy whiteies and they have nap seated. hair and stuff but he pulled it off oh, then at that sorry, age. he
1: has a great bod i was thinking when they were having the sex scene last night i was like he's looking very good
0: john corbett's been getting in shape it's a big year for very john corbett because he's also back in uh, my big fat greek waiting too Oh, so it? he's suddenly oh, back, gosh. back from obscurity. I saw Trading for That in cinema. Okay, finally, what I want to talk about two things. Firstly, the show's pushing on an hour each episode. Too long. I think it's too long. Yeah, yeah. It, it's both too much and too little all at once. And then, what would you, if you did like, if you were in the writers' room, what would you change about season three? What would you do to make the show better? Because I think about this a lot.
1: Like oh, way more than I should interesting okay I think I would get rid of all the kids the kids can all go away to college mm-hmm. I don't care about the kids I don't want to see any storylines yeah. with them I don't like also, Rock's, Rock's only storyline
0: was to be a model this season made no sense that was oh the to plot. be a
1: model and also to need their binder right I really need my binder for yeah. history class or something Charlotte mm. you need to leave work and bring it to me but also yeah. I would like realistically for them all to admit or for them all to get help like Harry and Charlotte would have a housekeeper who came a couple of hours every few days. And that housekeeper could bring Mm -hmm. or a personal assistant, the housekeeper or the personal assistant could bring rock their binder, you know? So Mm -hmm. I would like, and I would like to see Lisa Todd Wexley and Herbert have some help around the house so that Mm -hmm. she wouldn't have to constantly be given out to him for doing fuck all. I would like to see Herbert getting a little bit less horny. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't care about Herbert at all. I would like to see him fuck off actually, but like, I don't really think we can kill off any more characters. Um, I remind her mind
0: Herbert the way you do, actually. I just, oh, I just think the show's so overstuffed. My, if I was in the right room, I think he's turn,
1: useless. Go on.
0: Bring the episodes back to half an hour because they were really tight. It reminds me of like with the rest of development, the way used to be really tight. Then it went on Netflix. The episodes were longer. It became really bad. Make them half an hour like they should be. Focus on four plots every episode that actually link into a theme. Because like, if you think about it, at the end of every episode, you're like, wait, what just happened? What did I watch? And have dating in it and have sex in it. That's my advice for the writer. Okay, but the only character...
1: Well, Miranda, we can have... Miranda's dating, dating again, season. you see. Yes, we can have Miranda and to Harry, right? up. Oh! I want,
0: I want Charlotte and Harry to break up. I can't stand him. Oh, I... He's just so boring and, he's like, He's really goofy. boring and
1: insipid, but there's nothing... No, Cathy, there's nothing to imply that they're going to break up. They're very much still in love. But
0: what about my plot about Trey coming back?
1: I... Even if he did come back, I don't think Charlotte would be yeah, fancying him. Like
0: I love that she gets to keep his apartment though, and that they just live in it now. I still enjoy oh, that plot. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I okay, at least one of the trio, amazing.
0: Miranda dating. It now appears like uh, Seema's. I hope Seema and her boyfriend are broken up next time we meet Seema because Seema's, Seema's our Samantha, and I want them to bring Kim Cattrall Katre, back, even though I know she'd hate it and it would be awful. <laughs> but I still want it to happen.
1: I just want Kim Cattrall to suffer. Come back and suffer for me. Um, I think- what if they brought Richard back for oh. Kim Cattrall? Uh, no, he has to be no. looking terrible now. I don't think that would work for TV um mm-hmm. I would like to see Professor Nia Wallace dating because I know she met this guy that she would like I would like to see her dating and I would like to see her having a baby on her own is what I would like to see that I think yeah. that would be an interesting storyline for the show yeah. to have someone having a baby on their own and then being a single mother and dating. I think that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see that. Harry mm-hmm. and Charlotte can stay together. I don't really care. I mean Charlotte should open her own gallery. Mm-hmm. Harry should retire and then he should just be at home and be the house husband they don't need any more money. Um, yeah. Miranda, I I do want to see her dating, but I just I'm Same. sorry I don't want to see Cynthia Nixon do any more sex scenes. <laughs> I think between Sex and the City and this, I think between Sex and the City and this, I've seen enough sex scenes from Cynthia Nixon for my whole life. Oh, we
0: forgot about her core plot of the season, which is where she tried to get into like um a flotation device and then screamed and got out of it again, and that was her
1: whole plot in one of the episodes.
0: Like, but that was actually
1: gas, and I did enjoy pathetic. the kind of physical comedy of that.
0: It's just like, is this what Miranda's been reduced to? Though, do you know what I mean?
1: Well, I think it was to show Miranda trying new things and then being like, no, this isn't me. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: I want to see Miranda dating men, women, non-binary people. I want Miranda out there just on the dating scene. I'm enjoying all of that stuff. Um, Maybe dating someone much younger than her. That could be interesting as well.
1: I'd like to see Carrie go back to dating that guy who she basically nearly killed on his bicycle because I thought she was very quick to dump him for basically being what in demand at work.
0: I'd like to see Carrie just dating loads of people. I don't understand well, yeah, why true. she can't just yeah, be yeah. dating. Yeah, I just want dating. Basically, dating is my memo. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on and talking about this. In thank such you so much for appreciating detail. Me. <laughs> I couldn't be happier that you came on. But can I you could tell talk all about it for hours. <laughs> will you tell our listeners briefly about your book that was in the best selling charts in Ireland this summer, which is so cool?
1: Yeah, my book is called This Is Not About You. It's a memoir or a memoir because it's a memoir about my life in told through a series of men that i've dated uh my mother's absolutely horrified but she has read the <laughs> entire book and she said she thought it was good but she didn't know why i had to include so much puerile detail so if you <laughs> like the city you'll probably like it actually
0: I think our listeners are gonna like it and I'm so annoyed because I bought the ebook and I haven't been able to figure out how to get it on my Kindle
1: yet. Oh so I'm at I'm annoying. at the
0: technology stage where I can't marry the two.
1: <laughs> and I have my mother you're, on the Your Charlotte and Harry at the end of season two <laughs> trying to <laughs> set up their yeah. iPhone.
0: I'm just gonna buy the actual copy if I can't figure it out. Because I subscribed years ago because what I think a load of our listeners would be really interested in is because I know loads of our listeners are like creative and writers, Rosemary self-published it through Unbound. So I, I paid money years ago for it to like, mm-hmm. you support something before it's published. Yeah. And then I got the ebook and then it's all been downhill ever since when I tried to get the <laughs> ebook on. So I'm just going to buy the book I think. But it's so cool. So every chapter is about a different man, Rosemary yes, Zayden. It's yeah. so
1: Carrie Bradshaw of you. Oh, well, did yeah, she it's slightly you? less exciting, I think.
0: Um, when you were younger and you watched Sex and City, like I would have done, like in school, were you like i'd love to be a writer living in
1: new york because i sure was oh my god i was like i'd love to be mm-hmm. a writer living in new york getting paid what she's getting paid to write for both <laughs> whatever <laughs> She writes, what was it like 50 cent a word or something ridiculous
0: she she and i think this is such a problem with the latest like carrie used to be lived in a rent controlled apartment, not of that much mm-hmm. money mm-hmm. but getting by on her column
1: yeah and like it's scraping all, her it's... money together to buy her yeah. so that was interesting yeah
0: it's all and now it's just like I think part of me is just like when a character is so rich like a millionaire like Harry is where she basically gives an apartment away to someone yeah it's really hard to be invested in them. I, know. I just struggle with that when someone's that rich and they're yeah. all that rich but in terms of yeah that like want to be a writer in New York it's so cool that you basically got your book self you self published through Unbound but then your book actually got into the bestseller charts it's so cool.
1: Well done. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. Very
0: impressed. And will you also tell our listeners about your new podcast?
1: Oh yeah, well, my new podcast just wrapped season one, which I'm referring to unofficially as the smug married season. So I have a new podcast called (laughs) Meet Cute, where basically I interview people about their romantic histories, like I wrote about my own in the book. Um, And by accident, the first series has ended up being eight people who are all married so that's why it's being called smug married so I'm hoping if I do a season two I'll be able to do the like chaotic dating season and maybe the yeah. it's complicated season you know mm-hmm. I love so, that yeah we'll see how And like goes. the bitter
0: divorcee season
1: oh yeah yeah good point I must write that down
0: <laughs> yeah um okay so I'll link to it in the show notes though and have you heard of a podcast just because I think you'd really like it and our listeners would as well it's called she wants more no and it's all about women who enter into affairs oh fascinating yeah oh, okay. all different yeah, I'm definitely results of us. having affairs all the the good the bad and the ugly about having affairs and it, i feel like it's in the vein of me cute anyway thank you so much for coming on rosary all the way from port wayne and thanks for having me appreciate it bye bye sitting here with you is like 10 years just <laughs>